0: Welcome to the NECF Podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. We are our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. Scripture says all scriptures are inspired of God,
1: right? Are by the inspiration of God, and they are profitable. They are only profitable when they are rightly divided. Their profiting is in their interpretation, correct interpretation. You can have degrees. That's the reason why the same scripture that the Pharisees, the teachers of the law have gone cover to cover has no profit to them. So it's not about having awarded degrees. It's about whether you understand it or not.
0: Rightly dividing the word of truth. Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. Hello, Dear Believers! Have you ever wondered why it is so crucial for Christians, particularly believers, to accurately interpret the Bible? Have you ever found yourself struggling to comprehend certain parts of Scripture or felt as though you were missing key insights? In today's sermon, Pastor Victor Marcus explores the profound significance of correctly interpreting the Bible and showing us how it is done. He sheds light on the reasons why believers should approach the Scriptures With precision and dedication. Additionally, Pastor Victor Marcus discusses the potential consequences of conducting Bible study correctly. Listen to the full episode, take notes, and be edified.
1: Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, choir. Thank you. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 6. Well, let me begin by appreciating the church. You know, on behalf of the pastor, we appreciate you for praying for us. I want to read this scripture before we continue. That's not my teaching, actually. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. Just... Just go to uh, 19. You know, verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. So he talks about all saints, But then now Paul now shifts and points to himself. He said, and for me, he said that utterance may be given to me that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains that in need I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Thank you for your prayers for the pastors, and for those of us who have not started praying. If there's any prayer you pray for your pastor, actually praying for your pastors, I think during catatismos we heard that. Praying for your pastor is praying for yourself. Praying for your pastors is praying for yourself. Every confusion, if you're in this church, if you ever understand and know the Lord, it depends on your pastors. So, if they will grow, you will grow. Are we together? And that's why you see, Paul now said that all trans, that's a prayer point for you to keep praying for your pastors. That all trans, it's not for money. Are we together? Please pray. This is the real prayer for your pastors. That all trans, all trans may be given to them. That they will be able to open their mouth boldly, 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 to make known the mysteries of the gospel. Let me tell you the truth. For some of us who are in this church, you know we are coming from different backgrounds. It takes boldness. I want to tell you the truth. It takes boldness to speak something that is against some of the professors that wrote the Bible. Did you understand? What I'm saying professors of theology. You understand. Some of the things the document, it takes boldness to say that. It takes boldness to say certain things according to the word of God that really contradicts some of our background. The, my church, I don't want to go there, my mother church where I grew up, is that some of us are coming from different kinds of churches. It takes boldness to tell you the word of God actually without being afraid of those who are ahead, you understand? Sometimes you can be in a particular position. And again, some of us, like Paul is here, is in chains. He was in prison. But then, us, we are not in prison. But you know that what we do, academics, you understand, uh, research and all that, can take away our attention that we will not be able to concentrate on the world. So it's, it's, it's really good to pray for us that God will be able to help us, that we'll be able to balance whatever we are doing and to have time for the word. To be able to have boldness to speak the truth of the word of God. And for some of us, it takes boldness to correct you. Sometimes, I'm telling you, it's, it doesn't, it's not easy. You understand? It's not easy to want to, to make somebody feel, you know? Don't think. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely speaking. You know, even us, we always want to see somebody happy. I mean, smiling, you understand? It's good. It's natural. It takes boldness that you speak to somebody, you know he will get angry, you know he will be, he will be down But you see speak to him. It takes boldness. You understand? Naturally, we will just want you to be smiling. Even when you are not doing well, we say, Kai, you are doing good. You are doing good. You know, but yeah, you know, but it takes boldness to speak the truth. Hallelujah. So, thank you so much for praying for us. It has been very, very effective, and we truly you know we are not those people that will say, "And we are the one who will bless you." No, please, we need your blessing. We need your prayers. Are we together? Amen. Yes, let's go back to where we're supposed to do. I needed to do this. We love you so much. I'm telling you the truth. Even if it doesn't look so at this level, you know, you know what level I'm talking about. You know, when you are in your a level, you know, sometimes you might not see the thing well well in the sun. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2. Thank you, my sister, Erica. You know, sometimes we fight with her. But the fight is holy. Amen. Yes. Chapter 2. Now, are we talking on rightly dividing the word of truth? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So I want to start. She has already read that passage. So I want to start from verse 14. It said, remind them of these things. Charging them before the Lord to strive. Not to strive, rather. Charging them before the Lord. I'm reading from um, New King James. Charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit. To ruin the hearers. To ruin of the hearers. 15. Be diligent to present yourself approve to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that's where I picked it in the standard title, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then we will continue to see some of the verses. I want you to pay attention to some few things here, particularly from verse 15. Now that word, look at it, it said, be diligent. Of course, it's talking about, how you should be ready how you should be uh, you should be committed in this time and the commitment he's talking about is in the word is in the word of truth are we together now he said then the next one is said that to present yourself approve to God that that phrase to present yourself approved you are already with god so uh, there is there is uh, some it's supposed not to be to god but proof of god that's that the meaning comes out clearly you understand it's supposed to be approved of god that is to show that you are truly approved of god no you're not like presenting yourself to god no 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 you understand but you are showing that i have been stamped approved of god are we together do you understand the thing now? Yeah, good. So, that's how it's supposed to be. And you see reasons why he, he spoke that way, that you need to be a proof of God. You understand? Amen? Now, when you when you look at it, uh, the, the other one, the next, he said that a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Now, to be ashamed before God, no. You know, that's why the understanding of the other one is very important. That's why I said to be approved of God. Are we together? Now, rightly, I mean, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. You understand? Ashamed of who? Not ashamed before God, but ashamed before men. You will see those kind of men. Are we together? Because if you are approved of God, that this is evidence to others that, ah, this man, there is something that shows that this man is really approved of God. You understand? Then that means you will not be ashamed before them. Did you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. You won't be ashamed before them. You see, there are some certain things that, as a believer, if you do or you say, it will be shameful. Did you understand? I am saying, when people see you outside, they say, Kai, "No, no, 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 I am really ashamed." You know, you know, he's a believer. What will she? What will you do? Even the unbeliever is saying, "You are a believer." And what will you do? This now, if you are you, if you are committed, you are diligent in this word of truth. You will discover that it will show that you are approved of God. You understand? And you will not need to be ashamed. Are we together? You will not need to be ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we together? <laughs> Amen. Now, I want you to see something, you understand, in that. Now, let's read downward. understand? Verse 16 said, but shown in, I'll come back to the issue of rightly dividing the world, but let me just move further. But shun profane and idle babbling. For they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like cancer. hemios and Philetus are of this sort. Are of this sort. Who have strayed. Who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some. Now, don't just read and think these people, Miles and uh, Philetus, are unbelievers. No, they are not. You understand? But you see, their explanation of the truth is wrong so they begin to say certain things that actually are not are we together that's why he said verse 16 said but this is where these brothers are Hemias and Philatus that's where they are but he was instructing Timothy but for you he says shun profane and idle babbling that's the region that is the the constituency of Hermeneus and Philetus, an idle babbling, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message, verse 17, will spread like cancer. He said Hermeneus and Philetus are of this sort. They are of this sort. Are we together? And look at their, their exegesis. (laughs) <laughs> verse 18. He said, who have what? Stray. Means they move away from the truth. That's what that means. They stray. It's the same word with which we are going to see. It's the same word with abides. You understand? I think Pastor Chidi took us that scripture in 2 John, right? Yes, in Second John where we read the entire book. He was talking about the truth. I think verse... Uh, Verse 19, right? Or is it verse 20? You understand? He was talking about abiding in the doctrine of Christ. That same word, you are not away from, you are staying there. It's the same word also with all this. We're going to see it hopefully with the same word. Continue. Verse 14 of uh, Second Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. He now talks about that he said, so continue, that word continue means abide, stay stay, it's like a location you find and you stay there you don't stray away from it you stay there, that word continue which is menno, menno, that is you stay there like a location you have found are we together? so you stay there and that's the same word in uh, Acts chapter 2 also and they say and they continue in the apostles doctrine That is, they didn't stray away. They stayed there. Are we together? So, what if you read down now, you understand what he was talking about for Timothy to be committed, to be diligent. You understand? To present himself, not to God again, no. But to present himself with these people who are not actually, they are straying away from the truth. To present them himself a proof of God. A workman who need not to be ashamed. You understand? Ashamed. You understand? Not ashamed before God. But ashamed before this kind of people. Who are straying from the truth. Hallelujah. And how will he stay? You now use the word rightly dividing the word of truth. Autotomio. Rightly dividing. In Greek, autotomio. Rightly dividing. O R T H O T O M E O. O-R-T-H-O-T-O-M-E-O, Which means, in Greek, to make a straight cut. To make a straight cut. Not crooked one. You know, in our kitchen, most of us, we have what we call bread knife, or is it knife bread? You know, that one that is zigzag. You no, it's not cutting the thing straight. You have that one. You know, You understand. Once you put, you see it's sharp. It cut the thing straight. You know, So he's talking about cutting it straight, which is accurately to dissect correctly. So, which means in regard to the word now, in regard to the word of truth now, because he's talking about ototomio. The word of truth, that is rightly dissecting, rightly cutting, you understand? In regards to the word, it it, it means that to preach the word of truth correctly, faithfully. Now, when it comes to that, because it's talking about preaching, teaching, effectively, faithfully, not carelessly, you pay attention to what it is saying. because he's talking about preaching. He's talking about teaching. Just let's move backward a bit, you understand, to chapter 2. You know, when you see from the beginning of the chapter, I don't want to take us to the entire chapter, because the entire chapter, I mean, the entire book of both first and Timothy is about instruction to, for him to stay. You understand? And to be able to ensure that things are in order, because there are a lot of people that are bringing some things, you understand? That are straying away from the truth. Things need to be in order. Just, just look at the beginning. I don't want to go far, you understand? Just the beginning of the chapter, chapter 2. You know, we are reading chapter 2 alone. Verse 2, it talks about that, and the things that you have heard from among, I mean, you have heard, Right? From me, among many witnesses, it said, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So, that word commit to faithful men means to teach it, you understand. Know? What you have heard of me, teach it to other faithful men. And that's exactly what we are doing, you understand. Know? That is, we are committing. This word of truth to you, our expectation is that you don't stay like that. That as you received it and you are groomed, you also will commit it, you understand, to other faithful men. The church does not grow by birth, the church grows by the gospel. You understand? There's some people who say, yes, uh, 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 you know, uh, Islam is the fastest religion in the world, in the sun. And hence, it's because they are giving but Maybe we should start giving back. You are smoking something. Are we together? So, that's why you can be in the choir, you will see me very hard on you, because your primary responsibility is not just to punch the keyboard that you are committed to this word of truth. What is that? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 brother. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are blessed. Amen. Now, that's, that's the thing. Oh, Whatever. Whether you're in the media team, you see me very passionate and, and, and passionate for you to understand the word of God. Whether you are doing ushering because the goal is to make you a leader. The goal is to make you a leader. And leadership is your ability to teach the truth. understand? Your ability to teach the truth. This has nothing to do with your career. Do whatever you want to do your career. You understand? Go to space. You understand? Even the space you have unbelievers with you there. Understand? After you, because you're not going to stay there forever. You go to there, you are going with your people. You are meeting with people. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at verse 14 again. Verse 14. He now begins to talk about the issue of those who strive. Now, you could see some characteristics of Things once you stay away, or you I mean, sorry, stray away from the truth. Look at it, verse 14. Remind them of these things, charge them before the Lord, not to strive about what to no profit, to ruin of hearers. Anytime you stray away. From the truth, it has no profit. No profit. It only on ungodliness. I hope we'll be able to get there very soon. You will see that. Why is this truth important? You will not joke again when it comes. You know, when we are doing. you will think as if we are wasting life. I mean, we are wasting time. You know, somebody. Hey, you, you, this this one, you are staying, you know, you are concentrating on the world. We have to interpret it that way. So, what will you? You will see the reason why we are so concerned. One of you, you see from here. You understand? Know, it brewed. it has no profit. Anywhere you see confusion, behind it is lack of proper interpretation. Look at verse 16. But shown profane and idle babbling. You, the Bible, once it is not correctly divided, is idle babbling. Is idle babbling. You know, they are profane. They increase more to ungodliness. There's no profit in it. Look at verse 23. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate what? They generate strife. Find anybody that saw strife among brethren. Behind it is an ignoramus when it comes to the truth. Anybody that saw discourse in the church, he has not understood the truth. He didn't know what Jesus died. If he has understood the communion, the Holy Communion, glory to God. Those who have been around you understand what I'm talking about. Now we are taking the blood in the sound. We are taking the cup. Amen. As we serve one another, that's what we do. Daily. We take the cup and the bread as often as you do it. How do you do that? You do that every day by sacrifice. As we serve one another. Are we together? Please. That's the reason why for some of us who have gone home and all that. If you have not understood. You have to go back. That's why understand it. This is why we are spending time. To know, To stay there. Are we together? To stay there. To stay there. Remember. If you misinterpret Bible it will not profit. Are we together? We'll get there. When scripture says, all scriptures are inspired of God. Right? Are by the inspiration of God. And they are profitable. They are only profitable when they are rightly divided. Their profiting is in their interpretation, correct interpretation. You can have degrees. That's the reason why the same scripture that the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, have gone cover to cover has no profit to them. So it's not about having awarded degrees. It's about whether you understand it or not. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Verse 19. Verse 19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this yield, the Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, typically, when you read verse 19 in isolation, from what we have discussed, from the context, people have talked about that these, you understand? You said, nevertheless, the foundation, the solid foundation of the Lord stands. The Lord knows those who are His. He referred to them as people. You understand? First and foremost, I want you to note something first. Let me just uh, do something here. It's a nevertheless, the solid foundation, some would just say the foundation of God stands. What is this foundation? What is this foundation? Remember, we have been talking about the word of truth. Ephesians chapter 2, go to Ephesians chapter 2 quickly. What is this foundation? It has been used in other places. So I want to show you how it's used in other places. What is this foundation? We'll answer it together. Remember, we said scripture interprets scripture. So you don't. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. We'll we'll come back here very soon. I mean, back to. Glory to Jesus. 220. It said, having been built on the what? On the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the corner, what? The chief cornerstone. So he's not saying two things here. He's not saying Jesus Christ different than the foundation that were being built by the apostles. Is different. No. That word, command a further explanation of the foundation. So the foundation in which we are built, are we together? The foundation, what is called here, the foundation of the apostles is Jesus Christ himself, the cornerstone. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Go to First uh, Corinthians. Let's go to First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians, chapter 3. First Corinthians, chapter 3. Verse Chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed or take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. What is the foundation here? Which is Jesus Christ. So again, it's just the same way with what we have seen in uh, this. Look at verse 12. Now, if anyone builds On this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, a straw, and continuation like that. So you can see that here the foundation means the gospel. Just simple. So when he said, let's go back to 1 Timothy, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. So when he said, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. What he's saying that the gospel, the gospel in the sun? Let's talk about the gospel, the message of truth. So that's a solid foundation there. Or foundation. Now that foundation, which is the gospel, he said, having this sealed, the Lord. Knows those who are his. So by now you know that this is not talking about people. Hallelujah. Are we together? By now you know that this is not talking about people. was referring now to the facts of the gospel. To the truths of the gospel. That it has this seal. Since that foundation has this seal. That the Lord knows those who are his. That is, he knows his words. If you speak anything that is not his, it cannot be his. Even when you claim it is his own. You know? God will help us. I was speaking with some of our sisters. I said the Lord is helping us in this church. We are moving gradually because we trust the Lord to open to us scriptures. You know, when you, and I'll, I'll show us in scripture, you know, i was show them in scripture. If, if you have been following this uh, Canoninica, you must have seen it. There's one place when we are reading in Hosea, I was showing some of them. You understand? He was talking about Jacob. When he became a man, he fought with God. And then immediately the next verse, then he talks about, and then the angel broke. I said, ah, did you see something here? Now, that's how it is in the, in the writings in the scriptures, particularly the part we call the Old Testament today, you see that the word God or oh Lord, you have to be careful with it. Because in those days, the Lord means angels too. We saw part of it during Kadatismus. So, in that, I just show her that thing. I say, You see, now, if you are not careful, anywhere you see the Lord said, you now say, Ah, it's God, then you will be doing an injustice to the word of God. Amen. So the Lord knows those who are His. You understand? The Lord knows those who are His. You know, some people talk about, you know, when you say this, I say, because when you refer it to people, you say, you see, we cannot know those who are truly born again. You understand? Only the Lord knows those who are His. You understand? We can just say so. Don't judge, don't judge. In a son. It's only when we appear before him we will know those who are truly his. No, brother, that's not what he say here. Are we together? He's not talking about people, but he's talking about the truth of his word. Amen. Look at the next thing. And let everyone. Who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity. Depart from it. Now, what does iniquity? Before we begin to talk about names the name of the Lord. Remember, the first important is to stay in the context. We have so far now been talking about preachers, this word. Are we together? We're talking about those who preach, those who do wrong exegesis. Like Philetus and his other colleague. Are we together? And those who preach, which, that's Timothy, which uh, Paul is instructing for him to stay and then to abide in the truth. Are we together? And then we're talking about the word of God. Now, he now said, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The question is that, what is this iniquity? What is this iniquity? Is he talking about immoral conduct like sexual immorality or stealing? No. That's not what he's talking about here. That's not what he's talking about. Of course, iniquity means something that is not right or unrighteous things. Of course, unrighteous things. But in this context, it's not the issue of either stealing, sexual immorality. No, 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 no. Here, it's used. In relation to the teaching of the truth. Here, the use of iniquity here is in relation to the teaching of the truth. How God's word is handled. How God's word is handled. That means you can, if you handle the word of God in an unrighteous way, and how do we know that you are handling the word of God in an unrighteous way? Well, it's not about whether you are sincere or not. It's about that you are misinterpreting it. That means you are unrighteous. You are are practicing iniquity. That's what that means. In the context of this. So, if you don't want to practice iniquity, you must commit yourself to the rightly dividing the word of truth. Tell your neighbor, don't commit iniquity. Say it louder. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So, iniquity means to err from the truth. That is what that means. So, that means the people we have read here, eh, in verse 18 or verse 17, and their messages or message will spread like cancer. Hemeos and villages are of this sort. They stray concerning the truth. These are men that practice iniquity. That means they err in relation to the truth. They move away from the truth, saying that what? Saying that what? That the resurrection is already past. And what do they do? They overthrow the faith of others. What that means is that they cause discouragement in the sun. People, they cause discouragement. Listen, let me tell you. That's the reason why you see it's affecting America, and then we have imported it already to Africa. When you don't teach people the truth of God, with time you overthrow their feet. You understand? You overthrow their feet. When you bring them, you promise them. Once you come, your problem will be solved completely. You understand? Once you give, your problem will solve completely. You are erring. You are in a practice of iniquity. That's not what Jesus died. You understand? And so many of them sincerely do that. They practice, they give with the whole of their heart, because they are expecting something. They were told that once they sow that seed, Allah it? you activate it. Are we together? So, and they have been doing that faithfully, and they didn't see anything. What do you think they would do? What do you think they will do? That's why maybe some of you have been meeting some of them. Some of you have been going for evangelism. You say, oh, Brother, leave that thing. We were there. When you hear somebody say, oh, We were there, is that the same person? They never understood the truth. So they were committed. They were leaders in church, but they never understood. So later on, they say, oh, We were there before. Oh, son, don't worry, forget this thing now. <laughs> you too, the way you are doing it, you're so stop. You see, that's the thing. You understand? Know, that's the thing. This is the reason why you have to be committed to the truth. You have to be committed to the truth. So, that word iniquity means to err concerning the truth. To err concerning the truth. Now, what about the other one? He said, let everyone who names the name of the Lord or name the name of Christ... Now, some people have used this place also to just say, it's talking about generally every believer. I said, you, you, you have to stop iniquity because what they thought is iniquity here is that uh, sexual immorality, stealing, whatever, lying. and so. Say, you, 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 because you are naming the name of the Lord. Stop, stop this thing. No, 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 brother, this is not. is because every, everybody that is a believer, of course, cannot be. Uh, Paul was saying that, let that not even be mentioned among you. It's not something that should be mentioned. You understand? But in this context, that's not what it means. Are we together? That is not what it means. Remember, again, I have to keep reminding you that remember the context of our discussion is about the preachers, about the word itself in the sound. Give me this scripture. Romans chapter 15 verse 20. Romans fifteen twenty. Are you there? Okay, look at it. He said, And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel. Not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. Now look at how he said. He said, my aim is to preach what? To preach the gospel. He now said, not where Christ was named. That means here, and when we corroborate it with where we, we are coming, naming the name of the Lord means just preaching. Not where, it's not just, say, Jesus. No, 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 that's not why that please he's saying that not where Christ has been preached. So when he said, let's go back, when he said in uh second Timothy, and the sun, he said, let everyone now you know the everyone now, eh? Who names the name of the Lord? Let everyone who preach the preaching. He said, depart from iniquity. What is iniquity again? What is iniquity again? To err from the truth. So that means, if anyone that preach, the name, that's another word in the he should depart from iniquity. So preachers, don't stray away from the truth. That means, don't err concerning the truth. In other words, interpret the word correctly. That's what that means. So each time you misinterpret the word, you are committing or practicing iniquity. That is, you are staying away from the truth. You are straying away from the truth. You are straying away from the truth. truth. Verse 20. Okay. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, of clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Now, don't also detach this scripture from the context. He's still talking about in regards to preachers. <laughs> are, we, are we together? So, the ones unto honor are those who may know. Are we together? Are those who stay in the truth. Therefore, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, He will be vessel of honor. Now, we have already seen what iniquity in the last part is. So, if you cleanse yourself, see, remember, don't go away from the context, understand? We were just saying that now a man who is a preacher has to stay there. That means don't continue practicing iniquity. That means by cleaning yourself, that is coming to stay on the world only. The truth of God's word. The gospel. You understand? You're a believer. So you don't just speak. You don't just carry. That's why you have to be taught. You understand? How to read. Just because you know how to read English. It's not. It's not a Brother. What we've already said. Scriptures were written before English was even. They didn't even know what English is. You understand? None of the English Bibles were writers. I mean, none of the. Bible writers were English people in the sun. Are we together? Amen. Amen. So say therefore, verse 21, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful for the master, prepared for every good works. Flee from youthful lusts. But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord. Some beautiful instructions for the preacher out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant dispute, knowing that they generate strife. Verse 24. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but gentle Unable, gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition to the truth. Who are in opposition to the truth. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, a turning away, a change of direction, a change of mind, Is what that means. So that they may know the truth. And that they may come to their senses. And escape the snare of the devil. Having been taken captive by him to do his will. Having been taken captive to do his will. Your vulnerability as a believer... is in the wrong interpretation of words. Your vulnerability as a believer, as a preacher, as one whom God has saved, is in the wrong interpretation of words. Is in the wrong interpretation of words. In the wrong interpretation of God's word. Okay. So we have already established. Then we have to find time to clarify what is that truth, you know, we have to even know, first probably, why is it important? First, we have already started seeing some, you understand, why it's important to stay in the world. Just because you saw see that, you see reasons why Paul had to call the same thing black and white, you understand? Just maybe that's where I will close go to First Timothy chapter 1. Just maybe let me just highlight some few things. I will not do any uh, explanation more. I just want to give you some things to think as you continue in the sun. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from faith from the faith giving heat to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience, their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Now see verse 3. forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from food which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe. You see that? By those who do what? And know what? And know the truth. Now, this same, remember when, when Paul was talking about all scriptures. At that time when he was talking to Timothy, we didn't have the part of the Bible we call the New Testament. Are are we together? We don't have it compiled. Although it is there in separate places. I mean, Many of them are, were by then written. But then we don't have it compiled and call it the soul. When it says scriptures, it really means Genesis to Malachi. You understand? So that place you have been running away. And you are saying the Old Testament. We are not in the Old Testament. We are in the New. You understand? We, we are not people of the Old Testament. We are people of the New Testament. We don't dwell there. What is God begat that? God begat that? No, that's, What's the statement. No, we can't be reading that. But that's the same place Paul said that they are inspired by God. And he said, that are profitable. So that means their profitability, as I said earlier on, is in the right interpretation. If you miss the correct interpretation, it won't produce Christ-like life in you. You understand? No. You won't see anything of God if it is not God. You understand? No. And that's why along the time, you will get confused. Check, there are many instructions to Timothy in the same letter. Instruction to continue to stay. That's the reason. That's the only thing that does the magic. You, know you want to see truth, greatness in your life correctly. You know, some reason, even if it works, there's no problem. You didn't understand. You don't know what you are joking with. You stay, you stay there. These are words that, that Moses, that, that scripture, portion of scriptures, is quoted from, from Moses. There are food that cannot eat. If you read Leviticus, particular, for example, Leviticus 11. There are all kinds of things Moses said they shouldn't eat. For some of us who are just here, please get those teachings while we are teaching the cell meeting, I mean the cell group in the Sunday that lay a foundation. If you, have, if you have challenge with this understanding, you're going to have difficulty understanding a lot of things that we're doing. You know, I just finished talking about by the communion now. Many of us are coming, including me. We have been taking the communion and we say, Holy, you know, understand? You know, but in the real sense, are we taking the communion? Yes, but not in the way Israelite took, they were unbelievers. We are believers, they were doing something in the physical, but the reality is us. You understand. So you cannot keep practicing Christianity like an unbeliever. Mm-mm. The reason why they had to be given goats and they will be slaughtering is because they are a bunch of unbelievers. They refuse to believe. Moses says, Since you refuse to believe, I will give you something. And the same word he preached to them, they rejected. He now packaged the same, the same thing in a form of work. You must keep doing that thing. Everything. Moses selected was deliberate. He didn't just say, do this, do this. No. He saw what God was to do. He preached to them. They refused to believe. How do I help these people? That's why you will never see either Jesus, the apostle, ever criticize Moses for giving them that thing. No. That's why if you are reading the law, we understand it as Moses gave them. The reason is for that not to save life, but to point them to the life. Jesus came and said, you search the scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life. That is their mistake. They are a bunch of unbelievers. Even when Moses wanted them to see, they still believe in what they are doing. Moses never gave them that word, you understand? The scriptures, the doctrines, you understand? For them to be doing it, for them to receive life from it. No. It is to point them to life, but they never saw it. And that's why when you read down, John chapter 5, when you read down, by the time you reach 46, 47, you understand, he said, you see, that's why I told you, you are doing a wrong thing. If you have believed Moses, you would have believed me, because Moses wrote of me. That thing you are busy using to receive life, it was not meant to receive life. Moses wrote it for you to see me. correct interpretation of God. So you will go down and then establish a system and say, no, we shall not eat pork. Pork is unclean. You are smoking. You didn't understand what that place is saying. Wrong! That is iniquity. That's, that's iniquity. When you tell people that eating pork is, is unclean, eating catfish is unclean. You're like, <laughs> That is what we have just finished speaking. Those who stray from the truth. Stray from the truth is in the interpretation. When Moses asked them to not to eat this, not to eat that, he was not talking physical. It was a hypodigma. It was a, a, a something that is to point to another. thing. You understand? But you have to understand it to be able to tell it well. Glory to God. Thank you Jesus. Alaabaa sho tali brother kapato siabada. En hi abala kasata mana. Si kapala patosa imbratala imbrata ke imana handu siba. Shaluzaki ya hadaba. Re paraka ibrataka malanda kusikana manda Ziprana handala manando si petelepura Epashila Puraka Manangahiya Zeprama Anakato Sasiba Zeprataka Zekarabadoka Sisakapa. I just have some four minutes. Just pray. Just pray. This is a very, very important time for you to pray. Enter katamasa. I will not be man who practice iniquity. I will I will I will commit myself. Paul told Timothy, be diligent. Be diligent. Be diligent. Be diligent. I don't want to even to, to, to be, be, be making my, you know, Lord, if you do not want to be ashamed outside. Are we together? You don't want to be ashamed? This is the way not to be ashamed. You understand? To present before men. Are we together yourself that you have been approved proof of God? No. He died for me. I have been approved of him. A man who needed not to be ashamed. A worker. A worker. I'm a minister of God. In the He said, how many years have you been in ministry? How many years have you been born again? He says, I gave my life in the 19, 1992. Uh, and you are still speaking like this? Don't be ashamed. This is how to be not to be ashamed in rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord help me. I'm a man of revelation. I understand your word. I understand your word. I understand your word. This is how to understand by commitment, by submitting to authority. When we say write, don't tell us that eh, eh, sir, I have a, I have a laptop or I have a phone which I am writing. You you are you are, you are not willing to write. You're, you're not lining. Don't tell us that. You are submitting. When they say, go and get a book, you go and get a book. That's how to learn. Jesus, help me. Help me.
0: Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.